ESPN 94.1 FM and AM 930 present The Drive. Brought to you by Huntington Federal Savings Bank. Local women, local men. Member FDIC. It is Wednesday, February 24th. Your drive begins now on ESPN 94.1 and AM 930. I'm your host, Paul Swan. You can join the program by calling the White Claw phone lines at 877-420-TALK. That's 877-420-8255. White Claw, hard seltzer, made pure. Coming up today on the program, David Kahn from the West Virginia Power. We'll talk to him about the announcement today that the West Virginia Power becomes the eighth member of the Atlantic League of Professional Baseball. This is an MLB partner league, and he's going to talk about what that means for West Virginia Power fans, new ownership coming in as well to shake things up. So there's going to be some changes as far as the ownership structure is concerned, and he's going to detail more of that for us. And again, this is uh, exciting news if you're a baseball fan who enjoys going out to Appalachian Power Park because... There was the prospect of not having baseball in the capital city. Of course, with the rearrangement of the, well, some teams don't have um, homes in minor league baseball now. And so the power at least have a league it can be a part of. We'll talk to David Kahn. That's coming up here in the next few minutes. Also, your phone calls, again, at 877-420-TALK, 877-420-8255. That's the number to be a part of today's program. We had a fun show yesterday. Got to catch a little bit of the post-game comments. Marshall's soccer team yesterday defeats ETSU in a shutout. That was fun. We've got basketball we're going to get into later on. I've got comments from Andrew Taylor and Tavion Kinsey on the men's side. Also, had a chance to catch up today with the head coach himself, Tony Kemper. I'm saving that. I'm saving that because we talked to Tony the other day. So I'm saving some of that for later this week, of course. Why am I saving that? We have got our pregame coming up on Friday, so we'll probably hear some of that tomorrow. But the reason I'm saving a little bit of what I said with Coach today is because I want to hear from Kennedy Colclaw. So we've got her comments coming up as well on the program, so I'm looking forward to really hearing what she had to say. The women's team feels good right now. They beat Rice. They split the series with Rice. That's really phenomenal. I mean, if you would have won two, that would have been outstanding and probably unheard of as good as Rice is. But to split that series, to beat them, no one has really been able to come close to them in Conference USA and Marshall for the program to find a way to beat them. Got to feel good. So that's kind of what I asked Kennedy when we talked to her earlier today. How's it feel? You know, you wake up, everything feels better. You know, sort of stuff what Doc Holliday would say. You wake up and, you know, everything, the food tastes better. Yeah, you sleep better, all that stuff. Using some Doc Holliday-isms here. So that's what we've got coming up on the program Later on, we will open things up for you. You can always find me on social media, at Paul Swan on Twitter. That is the best place to find me there. You can also be a part of the program. We've got a Facebook group. I encourage all of you to join. All you have to do is search The Drive with Paul Swan. we got a page, and then we get a group. You can join both. The link's there on the page to the group. Page, again, we're going to update stuff. Hey, here's the podcast. Here's the show. If you missed it, here's what you uh, you didn't get a chance to hear today. The group, it's meant for you. So you've got your choice how you want to interact with me and the show. You can do that on Twitter or you can do that on Facebook. So you've got plenty of options to get on social media and be a part of the program. 
We're going to take our break now. So when we come back, we're going to talk to David Kahn from the West Virginia Power. We're going to find out more about what's happening in the capital city as the power making the announcement today that the team is going to be part of the Atlantic League of Professional Baseball. So David Kahn, my guest, when we continue with today's edition of The Drive on ESPN 94.1 and AM 930. We're taking Paul Swan everywhere. Download or subscribe to The Drive with Paul Swan on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. We are presented by Huntington Federal Savings Bank. Welcome back to today's edition of The Drive on ESPN 94.1 and AM 930. Earlier this morning, we got the good news that there will be baseball in the capital city as West Virginia Power will become the eighth member of the Atlantic League of Professional Baseball. Now, this is an MLB partner league. And to tell us more about it and the changes coming to the West Virginia Power is the voice of the West Virginia Power and a good friend of the program and mine, David Kahn. I'm always looking for an excuse to talk to David today. We've got a good one as uh, there's going to be power baseball in 2021. There certainly will be, Paul, and, and, and always a pleasure to talk to you as well. Uh, Swan and Con lives on in 2021. That's going to happen, by the way. We're going to make that happen in 2021 this year. That's my goal, at least, because uh, let me tell you, uh, David has uh, got so many things that are going on. Uh, I don't know how you fit it all in. You're going to be calling power <laughs> games again. So you've, you've got that on top of everything else you do. And I'm sure you're excited for the fact that you're going to be busy. It's been what? You called the game on ESPN Plus last week. It's been over a year since you've actually called baseball action until that game. Correct. Yeah, so my last baseball game before that was March 8th. 2020, I was in New Orleans calling a Tulane University and Southern University uh, baseball game. That was the last game I called until February 12th when I called a basketball game for Greensboro College. And then the week after, I did that game on ESPN+. Plus. That's it. So you've got an opportunity to get back in action, get into the swing of things, start working on those um, those spotting charts and everything broadcasters do for arts and crafts because you've got a schedule to tell us about. And West Virginia, now a member of the Atlantic League of Professional Baseball. And as I mentioned, this is an MLB partner league. What does that exactly mean, being a partner league? This isn't exactly in Major League Baseball's wheelhouse, right, as far as being a, a minor league affiliate. This is something different. Correct. Yeah. So we're not governed by Major League Baseball anymore. We're an independently run organization. That's kind of the difference between being a minor league affiliate and being a as part of a partner league of Major League Baseball. The Atlantic League works in uh, conjunction with Major League Baseball on a lot of things. Major League Baseball kind of uses the Atlantic League as a test market for new rules, new field setup, new uh, machinations of the game like you've seen recently. Uh, they employed in the Atlantic League a rule that uh, batters can steal first base. Uh, the mound is actually a different distance. The bases are bigger. They have a track man that assists the umpire in calling balls and strikes. There's so many different things that are involved in the Atlantic League, and it just makes for a really unique experience at the ballpark because you have the opportunity to see something you've never seen before on any given night. So now there's baseball back in Charleston. It's going to be under a different banner, but it's still going to be West Virginia Power Baseball. You're not rebranding. There's nothing going to be changing. It's still going to be the same team we know and love. Same colors, everything, just different players as usual. 
Uh, correct. Yeah, no rebrand, same colors, same team name, just a different league, different players, different coaching staff, but it's still baseball in its purest form. So there's different ownership now. Uh, Andy Shea takes over as the managing partner and CEO of the team. He's also current president and CEO of the Lexington Legends. Now, how is that going to work? You would think as the CEO, the managing partner, you're trying to build the best baseball team possible to go out and win. But now you have two of them. So how does that work with having that connection for two teams? And, And the Lexington Legends, that's... West Virginia's biggest rival still, I would say, correct? Uh, yeah, I mean, it is. We're still rivals, but uh, it, it's great to have Andy and Jesse on board, honestly, because they, they've been so entrenched in the community in Lexington for so many years. They, they come in brimming with new ideas, experience, a wealth of expertise. Uh, they, they are so, so ready to pick up the power and, and just help improve the organization and drive it to even further heights. They're going to be fantastic people to have as a part of our organization. We we work with Lexington on an external basis uh, in previous years, anyways, and we've gotten to know Andy and Jesse very well. They're they're both tremendous, tremendous people, tremendous workers. Uh, they strive for excellence, and we we couldn't be more excited to have them with us. In terms of how it's going to work, Paul, you know, Andy and Jesse are going to invest just as much time in the. Uh, power as they are in the Lexington Legends, and it's going to be certainly a lot of work for the two of them, but they're excited about the opportunity, and they've come in and hit the ground running. They've already got our coaching staff in place. They're already working on getting players signed to our rosters. Uh, you know, they're, they're working hard, and, and they're certainly proving that they're ready to take on this endeavor, and we're excited to uh, bring them along on this new journey. Looking at rosters, and I think that's about my biggest question, is you've got one group, two teams, how will the rosters be handled? Uh, will those be individual um, decisions made at the at the team level? How is that going to work? Do you know, or is that uh, a little far out? Uh, it's a little far out, but it's going to be separate. You know, we're not going to get Lexington's leftovers. I know some people were were worried about that, but that's not going to be the case. Um, we are going to have the opportunity to see a wealth of talent come to West Virginia that, you know, Lexington might be looking at different guys than us. And they certainly are, but we're, we're not, it's not like we're Lexington has a roster and we're getting whoever's left. That's certainly not the case. Uh, it's two totally separate rosters. Lexington is going to have the opportunity uh, to have their guys that they've talked to already. And we've already been in touch with a lot of guys uh, from college players to former major league guys. And we're working on signing them right now um, as we speak. So, you know, it's not going to be that close that we're basically like swapping players left and right with them or like, oh, you guys couldn't sign this one. Maybe we can get them to come to Charleston. Like, that's not going to be the case. We're, we're separating the rosters. Uh, it's going to be two very competitive teams. And, and it's going to be a lot of players at very different skill levels, Paul. That's the really cool thing is that we could have guys that have already been in the major leagues. We could have guys that are a step away from the major leagues, which we haven't seen in Charleston in some time because the power have been low A. So if you look at it that way, you can have a guy that plays for the power one day, and then the very next day is shooting up for the Baltimore Orioles in Camden Yard. And that's something that I think is very exciting for all of our fans to be ready for.
Yeah, I appreciate you answering that in, in detail. And that was going to be my next question here is what kind of caliber of baseball can we expect from previous seasons? Because this isn't a league that just formed. The league has been around for several years. West Virginia is just now a part of it. Right. And it's going to be high caliber, very high caliber. You know, in the, in the past, we've been a low-A team. And there's nothing wrong with being a low-A team. But those guys are not a step away from the major league. You look at the last team the power fielded, guys like Jared Kelnick, Logan Gilbert, Julio Rodriguez, Dyson Arias, those guys are probably destined for the big league. But that's four out of a team of, what, 65 players that the power had in 2019? Um you know, that's a low percentage. I don't know what the exact percentage is. Math wasn't always my strong suit. But, uh, you know, when you look at this roster, 50-plus players from every every season of the Atlantic League have gone on to play in the professional ranks. And I think they've sent, uh, I think 70-plus guys have eventually made it to the major leagues. It might be more. I might be getting that number wrong. But over a 1,000 players in the Atlantic League's history have gone from the Atlantic League to Major League Baseball and Minor League Baseball. So... Like the talent is going to be incredible. Uh, you're going to see guys that are working really hard to get an opportunity to go to Major League Baseball, and you're going to see guys that have already had an opportunity in Major League Baseball that want to keep their career going. And either way, it's going to be really fun to watch. David Kahn joins me from the West Virginia Power. The announcement made today that West Virginia will be a member of the Atlantic League of Professional Baseball. Now, Lexington's in the league, so already you've got that natural rivalry. You're looking at this league where do you anticipate the rivalries forming? Because there's always a team or two. You you play a little harder. You go after a little bit more. And it's early. West Virginia just announced today as a member of this league. But where are you anticipating maybe seeing a fan starting to form those new rivalries? Well, it's going to be interesting because, like you mentioned, Paul, uh, we are now in lockstep with Lexington. But, yeah, we're still going to keep that Golden Pig rivalry going, of course. And it's going to be, you know, I don't know. It's actually, it's, it's pretty interesting uh, to, to tell you the truth. I, I'm not exactly sure where they're going to get those rivalries from. And the reason I don't know is because we don't know these teams. Gastonia Honey Hunters in our division is actually a brand new team as well. The High Point Rockers have been around for a little bit, but those two teams are in North Carolina. There's no real reason for us to be rivals with them. So I would say the rivalry will probably stick with the Lexington Legends. Of course, if there's a team that like knocks the power out of the playoffs, then we'll probably start up a rivalry with them. But for now, it'll still be a rivalry between us and the Legends, uh, friendly as it always has been. And and we'll um, we'll we'll you know we'll we'll see we'll see what happens. All right, I'm gonna call it now the Southern Maryland Blue Crabs. I'm just gonna call it now. Well, that's who the Power are opening with on uh, May 27th, first game of the season at Appalachian Power Park between the Southern Maryland Blue, Blue Crabs and the Power. Talk about this um, this league format. Uh, Division-wise, it's going to be a little bit different. Same but different. Uh, you were telling me earlier today, um, there's the Liberty Division and the Freedom Division, right? Did I remember that so right? So actually, I was wrong. I okay. was wrong about that. Uh, so they have rebranded the division for this year. Okay. It was the Liberty and the Freedom Division. I got the division names or the division groups right. But they've actually rebranded to the North and the South Division. Okay. So the power is in the South Division with Gastonia, High Point, and Lexington. Okay. In the North Division, it is Lancaster, Long Island, Southern Maryland, and York. So we're going to see those hot contested 
uh, North Division, South Division battles here soon. I, I don't know. I like the the old names, the Liberty and the Freedom Division. I like that. I do too. I do too. I, you know, it, it's okay. Uh, you want to change the division name? Fine. Uh, you know, it's a, it's a small change. Uh, at this point, I'm just excited for baseball again. How um, how many games are going to be played in this schedule? What's it look like? Yeah, so 120 game schedule. Uh, each team will have 60 home games and 60 road games, and. Uh, usually it's a 140-game schedule, but it's been shortened due to the COVID-19 pandemic. And uh, the season starts May 27th, and it will run through October 10th. David Kahn, my guest, West Virginia Power. And, of course, all this information will be updated on the website. So I guess the, the next question is, Season tickets and all of that good stuff, uh, all on the website, of course. But uh, it's going to be exciting for you, and I'm sure the staff of the West Virginia Power to actually start taking orders for season tickets again, or individual game tickets. Uh, both, yeah. We are thrilled to even have the opportunity to accept ticket orders at this point. Um, you know, they're not on sale yet. They will be. Be patient. We're still getting everything worked out from this whole announcement and getting everything set in place, but it'll happen. Just, just, uh, just be be patient with us, and, and tickets will go on sale shortly. You know, we're 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 looking into to advertising and, and all that stuff that we really haven't been able to touch in over a year. So uh, we are uh, we're getting the gears rolling. We're getting the schedule the schedule the schedules out. So that's great. Um, we know a lot of people were looking forward to that. Uh, we posted it on our Facebook page and the Atlantic League full schedules on the Atlantic League's website, which is atlanticleague.com slash slash schedule. Um, and you can you can see the schedule. You can start you know figuring out what dates you want to come out to Appalachian Power Park. And as soon as tickets are available, uh, feel free to uh, make a purchase. We're excited to have you. David Kahn joining me from the West Virginia Power. The good news today is there will be baseball in Charleston in 2021. Brand new league. Going to have a schedule that will, I'm sure, delight all the fans. Because let's be honest, um, we missed uh, some of those zany, goofy uh, off-the-wall promotions, and you know which ones I'm talking about, and I'm thinking pretty much all of them. Yeah, yeah, we miss them too, absolutely. And that's the great thing about being in the Atlantic League, Paul, is that we have the opportunity to do new promotions that we've never tried before because there's not anything saying we have to run certain promotions that are, that are across you know, minor league baseball. We can try new things. We can do new innovations on old promotions. So it gives us a little bit more freedom. See how I did that there? And, I see. Uh, yeah. And, uh, yeah, hilarious. And um, we can, uh, we yeah, we can just be more creative. That's great. Uh, just as a personal note, uh, I think I smell a Survivor night coming here in the near future. Uh, look, I would love that. Uh, I'm the only, well, I wouldn't just say I'm the only. I'm one of, a, a one of two survivor fans in the office so uh i'd love it i don't think it's gonna happen but i'd love it i mean think about it i mean how many how many former contestants could you bring back for survivor night think about it <laughs> yeah, yeah, but there are some that live nearby so i i do know that and yes it's weird that i know that i'm aware but um uh yeah we could i i, I would love to plan it you know it's 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 it's, it's a pipe dream but you know it hopefully it doesn't stay that way. David Kahn, my guest. Jeff Probst coming too soon to um, Appalachian Power Park. Uh, part oh, of, uh, stop. No, no, don't, don't, don't even get my hopes up. 
Come on, you know he's coming, right? You're gonna make this happen. I, I, make it happen. That would you make it happen. You want me to reach out to Jeff Probst? I'll reach out to Jeff Probst for you. Do it. Okay. Do it. That's gonna be my project. I have an intern now. I can make that. You know what? I have work now for the intern. Get Jeff Probst on this show, and then get you two together for a uh, a night at the ballpark. Yes. You get Jeff Probst on the show. I will call in. We'll get it going. Absolutely. Lock it in. Get Nick on that. Nick Verzellini, you have work to do now. Let's put it this way. <laughs> um, I'm grading him. I'm grading him higher than I graded Spencer Dupuis, so he's got um, he's got a, a tough task ahead of him here. I'm just I'm putting that out there. Um, so Jeff Probst is gonna we're gonna make that happen. Uh, I'll get him on this show. Don't don't you think I won't? For you, I'll get him on this show. Uh, look, you get I, there's the deal. You get him on the show. I'll come on and we'll lock it in. Okay. Done. It's done. I, you know, because I'm gonna tell him about. Well, I'm not gonna say it on the air. What what you do with Survivor? I'm not gonna mention that. What fantasy survivor? Yeah, what's going to mention that? I'm not ashamed of it. You can mention it. But you're the. You're, I know you're. I know you're ashamed to associate with me doing fantasy survivor. But I'm not ashamed of it. But there's Paul. only like, you, you, gotta, have, you, gotta, you have. You have three people in your league. Yeah, and it's really fun. We have a great time. We watch the episodes together, and it's great. We watch it. We've been watching over Zoom lately because that's a thing now. Um, you know, we we've actually we actually uh, reached out to a couple former survivors, and they during the finale. And they hopped into our Zoom with us and watched the finale with us. It was really cool. You know what you could do? You could host a Survivor Club on Clubhouse, David oh, Kahn. Okay. Well, Paul, it was nice to talk to you. <laughs> <laughs> I know. Inside joke here, David, soon to be a member of the new social app Clubhouse. And soon he'll be hosting talks about West Virginia Power Baseball and Survivor. Well, you see, every time you say it, it makes me want to wait a little bit longer because I know it irks you to your core that I haven't accepted the invite yet. I'm not worried about it. I don't care. Yes, you are. I'm yes, not you worried. Stop it. Yes, you are. I'm not You're worried. worried. I'm not worried about it. I'm not worried okay. because okay. I got a notification yesterday that Dave Weekly is on a waiting list. So uh, I granted him access. and I'm going to text him soon to let him know because he's probably not checking the app either. So, <laughs> <laughs> hey, look, Spencer Atkins from, from Channel 13 is on it. So why aren't you? Because it's fun to mess with you. I know it is. And it's fun to mess with you as well. <laughs> David Kahn, my guest, my friend, my dear friend from uh, the West Virginia Power. Excited to hear some power baseball in the afternoon, the evenings, whenever they play these games. Uh, you'll have the full schedule. Uh, are times set or just dates? Uh, dates are set for now. Times are coming. Uh, we'll have that, of course, later. I, I do need to say, Paul, before, before I go, a, a humongous thank you to a ton of people uh, that were instrumental uh, in this. You know, Ken Carper with the uh, Kanawha County Commission was just absolutely wonderful in, in helping us out with this. And, and of course, uh, everybody from the uh, you know the the mayor of what the mayor of Charleston, West Virginia, Amy Schuler Goodwin, who was so gracious to come out and, and make the announcement today. Uh, our senators, Joe Manchin and Shelley Moore, Shelley Moore Capito, Governor Jim Justice. Uh, every member of the West Virginia legislature and Charleston City Council, David McKinley, Carol Miller, the city of Charleston, the Charleston City Council, and the Charleston Convention and Visitors Bureau, and, and so many others that I that I probably forgot to name. But there's been so many people that have been involved in making sure that power baseball remains in the city of Charleston, and we cannot say thank you enough that they 
were working tirelessly night in and night out, month in and month out, year in and year out to make sure that we kept baseball in the capital city. So thank you, thank you, thank you to everyone. David Kahn from the West Virginia Power Baseball back in Charleston. I'll talk to you soon and looking forward to uh, having our weekly conversations about power baseball. Let me tell you how much I missed that during uh, last season for multiple reasons, COVID and just the fact we didn't have it. So uh, I'm glad it's back. Absolutely. Me as well, Paul. David Kahn, everyone from the West Virginia Power. Uh, He will be back on the show sooner than later when we continue. We're going to hear from Andrew Taylor, Tavion Kenzie as well later on, Kennedy Colclaw from the Marshall women's basketball team. All of that's coming up on today's edition of The Drive on ESPN 94.1 and AM 930. This is The Drive with Paul Swan on ESPN 94.1 FM and AM 930. Presented by Huntington Federal Savings Bank. Our phone lines this hour brought to you by White Claw at 877-420-TALK, 877-420-8255. White Claw Hard Seltzer, it's made pure. Had a chance to join in on Marshall's Zoom earlier today. Spoke with Tavion Kinsey, which you'll hear from in a minute, and Andrew Taylor. And usually uh, I'm fortunate I get to uh, ask a, a question Uh, to start things off, and that was my first question to Andrew. It was about North Texas. Just kind of wanted to get an idea from him what his impressions were of the opponent, and here's what Andrew had to say to that question. So what can you tell us about North Texas? Uh, They play extremely hard. You know, they're going to come in here and be active on defense. They're going to be diving for 50-50 balls. They're going to be rebounding, like, you know, almost probably as hard as ODU did the first game against us. So we're going to have to match that energy. I mean, straight up. That's probably the one of the main things is just matching their energy, if not, you know, having more energy than they do. I've heard a lot of comparisons to ODU, especially in terms of rebounding and things like that. But is it and this isn't a knock on ODU. It just seems like offensively, North Texas is a little bit more gifted and able to finish in those situations. Is that one of the things that, that you all are seeing on film is um you know, Hamlet and, and uh, I think it's Harrison down left. Yeah. Yeah, that's definitely – yeah, I think it, that's the difference maker between them and ODU. I mean, ODU also had their two best, you know, two top guards out against us. So, I mean, other than the post presence that they brought against us, you know, it was, that was really our main focus against ODU. But North Texas, you know, we got to – we got to match the energy, you know, box out their bigs. They're coming to the glass every time. Then we got to turn around and guard Hamlet, come up the floor – you know, ISO off a ball screen, whatever it is. It's gonna be it's gonna be a really, really wide variety of things that they that they can do that we're gonna have to defend. Andrew, you've mentioned being able to match their energy twice now. You guys were playing so well before having to take that sort of unexpected extended break last week. How how have you guys gone about being able to keep that energy up and, and kind of keep that momentum going through the through this sort of extra break? Um I feel like that comes to staying focused and practice really and pushing each other because I mean, for whenever our games get canceled for a week, week and a half at a time, you know, all you got is your teammate next to you to go against for that week. So, I mean, you can either say, all right, we got this time off, so we're going to relax, or you can say, all right, we got this time off, let's get better. And I feel like that's what we've done. Andy, how about, how about the start to uh, the season uh, it kind of starts at home and will end at home, is it? Uh, restart that questioning. I can't hear you. You broke up. Sure. Can you hear me now? Yeah. Yeah. Can you hear me now? Yeah, I can hear to, you. Uh, to know the 
start of the season, to know the start of the season, a bunch of home games. Is it a sigh of relief knowing that travel won't be a concern for you guys to close out the year? Yeah, that's definitely the positive. I mean, uh, I hate that our ice games got canceled, but I mean, we got home games left. So I think we should take full advantage of that and, you know, be grateful for that. Because we have, we have been on the road a lot. <laughs> it is, it is a little tiring, honestly, especially like mentally, just you're, you don't really think about it and you're going on all these away trips, but at the end of them, you're just, you're just exhausted sometimes. On the uh, on the flip side of that, how do you keep from getting relaxed because you are at home and maintain that intensity? Because, like you said, you all went through the gauntlet early, and now it's like, oh man, we're we're going to end this thing with six straight at home, and it would be easy to kind of put it in cruise control considering what and all you all went through. But y you really can't do that, especially with North Texas and Charlotte. Yeah, I mean, we're battling for the number two spot, so I think that that should be enough right there. If that's not enough for you know, I don't know what to tell you, but that's that's a that'd be big to get a buy in the tournament. I mean, it's a lot different than playing four games. So, I mean, that's enough motivation for us. I feel like we because last year, you know, we didn't we didn't get the two seed, so and we ended up having to play that extra game. And I think that that would take a toll on somebody in those four or five day stretch. For you personally, um, you know, start out the season and the scoring wasn't where you wanted it to be, and Coach D'Antoni talked about that too. Where did things start to flip for you and things really start to click within the flow offensively uh, for you this season? Um, I feel like I just started to be more aggressive and started to let go and just started making mistakes for real. I mean, just allowing myself to make mistakes. I feel like I was just trying to make everything so perfect and trying to be too passive in the beginning of the season to let it come to me. But I mean, the more I let more I, the more passive I was and was trying to be patient and let it come to me, you know, it just kind of just kept staying the same. So I just started being aggressive and just trying to do what I do. And if I make a mistake, I'm going to make a mistake. I just feel like that freedom has just elevated my game tremendously. Is that what's critical to Tantoni's system is the fact that you have the freedom to make mistakes. You don't make one mistake and then look over your shoulder at, at getting taken out of the game. Like he lets you all play. Yeah, yeah, for sure. You you definitely have to be able to let go of the mistakes, especially, you know, like the, I'll give you an example, just like throwing lobs, you know, like sometimes you know, I throw a full court lob to Abina, if he catches it, you know, it's it's a really good play. Like we're, we're running. I mean, if I miss it, you know, it might look really stupid, but I got to <laughs> out of it on to the next one. <laughs> the, the pick and roll stuff with you all, um, how much this time of the year does that just become muscle memory and, and chemistry instead of like, it almost seems like there's times you all aren't even thinking about it out there. It's just making a play. Yeah. I feel like later in the season is when a lot of teams start to rise, you know, I mean, we've only got a couple of weeks, what more can I change? So I just, I got to do it. You got to throw what you know, you know? So, I mean, there's really not much you can do in this amount of time to change your game. So, I mean, it has to be muscle memory if you, if you want to win and, you know, perform at your best. Andrew Taylor earlier this afternoon. Uh, we're going to hear from Kennedy Colclaw when we continue. If we've got time, we're going to hear from Tavion Kinsey. I really want to get to Kennedy, so we're going to hear her comments as the women defeated Rice moving ahead now looking to North Texas. We'll talk about that victory and the opponent coming up when we continue with today's edition of The Drive on ESPN 94.1 and AM 930. You're listening to The Drive with Paul Swan on ESPN 94.1 FM and AM 930. 
Welcome back to the Wednesday, February 24th edition. The drive continues on ESPN 94.1 and AM 930. We'll try to hear from Tavion Kenzie in just a minute, get his comments on the upcoming matchup with North Texas. But Kennedy Coldclaw had a chance to catch up with her earlier today as well as the women defeated Rice, got a big win on Sunday. Now looking ahead, playing North Texas. And one of the first things uh, I asked of Kennedy was just, how's everything? I, I basically went into Doc Holiday mode. You know, everything feels better. You wake up, cereal tastes better, everything. And she talked about how everything's been going since that victory. Yeah, it was super fun. I've been telling everybody around here that I've I had so much fun. I feel like playing basketball, I live for moments like that. Like it's the end of the game. We have to make plays. It comes down to who makes the most plays. And I feel like we did that, but we enjoyed it. And I feel like now moving forward, we're just trying to keep the energy and the momentum moving forward. How do you take that and move it forward? That's a big win, but you can't live off that. You know you can play with anyone in the league, but you can't live off that. You got to go now to the next one, the next one, the next one. You know, knowing that you can play with anyone, how do you maintain that and bring that out again? Um, I think we just need to start in practice. I feel like we have a game plan. We just need to be consistent in practice and be consistent in what we're, we want to do in the game. Any worries of a letdown? I mean, because that's a big win. And yeah, you got to get to the next one before. So that big win maybe doesn't mean as much. So do you um, you feel any pressure like, okay, now that we've shown we can do this, we got to make sure to continue to make it happen? Um, Yeah, for sure. We need to continue to make it happen. Um, I feel like we do so well in practice and we do so well. And then in the game, sometimes it doesn't always correlate, but we are capable of what we did on Sunday. And I feel like we're capable of doing that throughout the rest of the season. What did, what did you see from yourself uh, in particular in that game Sunday? I know, I know the team relied on you a lot. You had a bunch of big three point shots that kind of helped this team secure that victory. Did you feel maybe for you, it just was, I don't know, another big moment in a big time situation for you, given the fact that you're so new to this team? Yeah, for sure. It was definitely a new moment for me as an on this team this year. And I felt like it was super fun. It was super competitive. I was ready to step up and my teammates were as well. So that's what we did. I know you hit a lot of those threes and I'm sure you know that Coach Lazar said that he's you know, you know, going to donate uh, some money, you know, this coming, I think this coming Friday you're in for the most threes that you guys make. Um, is that, I guess, extra motivation to take a couple more shots from behind the arc? Yeah, of course. Uh, yeah, it definitely is. <laughs> that, I guess when, when defenders look at you, maybe do you ever think, okay, maybe they're not expecting me to shoot the three? For sure. For sure. And, the, and then to know that you could kind of, I guess, surprise them, I guess, in a way, and, and you know, bank a couple of those. Mm-hmm. How, how much is the three-point shot worked on by you in practice? A lot. Um, I've um, been working on it since the beginning of the year, Um, stepping into this new role of shooting threes uh, more consistently. It's been a challenge, but I definitely feel that I've adjusted well. And now I feel way more comfortable shooting them in the game. That feeling to see a bunch of them go in throughout the season and especially on Sunday. Did you are you starting to see maybe all your hard work pay off in that category? For sure. It's definitely, that's the best feeling ever when you work so hard at something and it 
translate to the game. That's what we all live for and play for. What's been the message for you and for this team heading into the final, you know, couple of games of the year? Um, that we need to play well and that we need to win. And that's pretty much it. <laughs> has that, has that not been the message throughout the whole season? Oh, for sure. But now since we're coming on the home stretch, we want to finish strong. So. And, and to have everyone together for maybe the first time yeah. since you've been on the team, right? I mean, <laughs> Yeah, that's nice to have everyone together. I know it's been a really rough year with that, but I feel like we've been doing pretty well with the circumstances we've been given. So to have everybody back, it's really nice. Just uh, much, on a, uh, go ahead, Jake. I was saying, how much of a confidence booster was that Rice victory? Oh, it was a super confidence booster because I feel like we came into the game, we had a game plan, we executed the game plan, and we knew that we could play with them. So it definitely felt great. How did it feel after the victory to see Coach come in there? Have you ever seen him so excited after a victory ever? Um, no, this was probably the first time. <laughs> but it was nice. It was great. I mean, the energy was so good. I'm an energy person, so when the energy is good, I love it, and I like to feed off that as well. So it was nice. It was fun. Have you – I don't know if I may have missed this on the call earlier, but have you guys started looking ahead to North Texas? Any idea what they do or challenges they may present? Um, yeah, they're super athletic and they rebound well. So that's what we need to do as well. We need to rebound on the offensive and defensive glass and just play good on ball defense. I know you're still kind of new, but how about the, how nice was it rewarding was it to see, you know, Kristen and Taylor go out in their final home game and, and not just go out, but go out well, both scoring double-digit points in that win? It was great to see. Um, I am new, but Tay and Chris have very, very much helped me throughout this whole process of this year, teaching me how things go here and everything. So they will definitely be missed. I know I've only played with them for just a, really a few months, but it's been great and they're great people. There you have it. Women in action this week. Kennedy Coleclaw. Hearing her on the show today was fun. We'll hear from Tavion Kinsey tomorrow as we get closer to basketball this week. Marshall taking on North Texas both on the men's and women's side. The men will be home at the Henderson Center for the rest of the regular season. You can't see the air quotes here. The regular season. And then Thundering Herd will hurry off to the Conference USA Tournament. Tavion's going to talk a little bit about what they're playing for tomorrow when we hear his comments. Uh, I'll give you a preview. He's talking about we're playing for a two seed. Playing for a two seed. So they've got something to play for. That's coming up tomorrow on the program. We'll also hear a little bit from Dan D'Antoni. You don't know what else you're going to hear, so you got to stay tuned in every day right here, weekdays 5 to 6 on ESPN 94.1 and AM 930. And don't forget, if you do miss the program, you can't tune in live. We've got you covered. You can always go to our podcast and download the latest episodes. You can listen on our website. Go to WRVC.com. You can go to Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher Radio, wherever you get your podcast. And once you're there, if you subscribe, new episodes will be delivered to your phone or your device. Or you can do what I do. You can ask your Amazon Echo device to play the show. I just say, Alexa, play The Drive with Paul Swan. And uh, usually if you get got your podcasts all set up through your Amazon app, 
I usually go through Apple Podcasts there. You can listen to the program whenever you feel like it, and you don't have to worry about Bluetoothing to your speakers or anything like that. If you're listening on your phone or your laptop, you can listen to it right there from your smart speaker. So we've got you covered for everything. And if you uh, want to start somewhere, just go to WRVC.com. That's going to do it for this edition. I want to thank my guest, David Kahn of the West Virginia Power, for joining us on the program today to tell us about the exciting news for the West Virginia Power. Back tomorrow, we'll do it all over again right here on ESPN 94.1 and AM 930. Your flagship home of the Marshall Thundering Herd and The Drive with Paul Swan, ESPN 94.1 FM and AM 930.